Ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, Vince McMahon's voice of reason, Scott. We are coming to you from Above the Ring, Shippen Studios' premier wrestling podcast covering all things from AEW to WWE worldwide. Folks, we are back. It's 2022. Sorry, I'm a little quiet. I am currently still on sabbatical, as Scott was saying, um, and currently have a couple people sleeping in the house I'm at. So I'm kind of low. We can't party and rage like we were expecting, but once we're back in the frozen wasteland we all know as New England, um, yeah, we will be as rowdy as we have been. Scott, we've been waiting for this. We got a lot to talk about. We certainly do, sir. It's glad to have you back. I know that you can be quiet. Me, I can be as rowdy as I want to be because I'm in my frozen wasteland. (laughs) Yeah, Scott here, you just bought, you know, he has a Nintendo Switch OLED, you know, he's staying up past 10 o'clock now, you know, he's, you know, just, he's a wild man right now, guys, we might have to have an intervention for him if this, I mean, he just bought the pre, was he did the pre-order for WWE uh, 2K22, right? I did, I bought the NWO edition because I like to just throw my money away, so hey, it works. You've seen my house. You want to talk about throwing money away? <laughs> <laughs> I no, am, no, no. Uh, you're, you're a collector, Sam. There's a difference here. <laughs> I am. I am. Well, we got a lot of news to talk about to kick off. There's been a lot that has gone on. If you haven't already done so, make sure you go back and listen to Scott's Raw Review NXT Narrative and SmackDown study that drop on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, respectively. I also believe you did some AEW stuff while I was away to kind of keep everyone in the loop. I did for Twitter. Um, I, I didn't do... I did not do any podcasts for it. Um, I just had too much going on in real life. So I just stuck with Twitter. So the majority of the people that watched long with me, they they followed along. It was pretty good. Twitter's been getting pretty active lately, and it makes me very happy. It is. It's glad, glad to see you guys getting all uh, excited again. Um Make sure you do that. Make sure you check out our buddies at Back to the Ring, another wonderful wrestling podcast. Uh, Ship It Studios. Also find us on Good Pods if you guys use the Good Pods app. It's a wonderful uh, application, and we're kind of like pushing the top of the charts there. So uh, if you guys decide to use the app, check it out. Find us. Tell people about you know Ship It Studios in above the ring. But let's get right into it. There's a lot we need to cover. Uh, first and foremost, what I want to bring up. A lot's happened. A lot has happened, and a lot is going to happen. Going end of this month. Going into like even into March, deep into March, April. I mean, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Yes, sir. Revolutions around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, Impact NWA. Oh, so much, so much. So I want to start off with first and foremost, big news. Ring of Honor announced for the 20th anniversary that they're going to be doing a Hall of Fame. Um, so as we all know, I think Ring of Honor is probably the king of the independent scene. I would be more than happy to say that yep. if you, when I think independence, I think ring of honor, um, GCW slowly making its way up there, but ring of honor has been the staple since the end of the Monday night wars. Yep. Uh, the first announcement into this hall of fame is rightfully so is the Briscoes. Mm, absolutely. You know, I was thinking this morning and we will get into it a little later. There's two, there's three people I think of when I think of ring of honor, it's the Briscoes and Jay lethal. Yep. So, um, I have a lot of questions though. I have a lot of questions there. They've announced the hall of fame. They are coming back for the super card of honor in early April. Yep. What else? So what is their plan? What is their plan going forward? If we're establishing a hall of fame, 
Oh uh, well, I mean, if, if they're establishing a Hall of Fame, it sounds to me like they are coming back like full tilt. They're going, and if that's the case, then that's that's fantastic news. Um, I'm I'm very much looking forward to the main event of Supercard of Honor, where it's going to be uh, Jonathan Grisham versus Bandito to unify the Ring of Honor Championships. That match is going to be absolute insanity. Yes, it is, ma'am. There's so much going on right now. So many ring, and that's the other thing. There's so much Ring of Honor talent that has gone to Impact, that has gone to AEW. Yep. We just saw Mickey James come out with the Impact. No, sorry, the, I keep saying the woman, the Knockouts title at the Royal Rumble. That was They've, yeah, that was fantastic. And the fact that she didn't dis, didn't just get immediately eliminated, kind of like what happened, unfortunately, to Melina coming out as you know part of NWA. She was there for five seconds, and then I don't know if that was a mistake that she got eliminated so quickly but it was nice to see her the whole entrance and everything i was just like oh god i'm getting blasted back to the early 2000s here when she was part of eminem right exactly it's just it's it's a little upsetting that john morrison's no longer with the company because i think that would have been a cool moment to see those two in the back it would have been i'm ruthless aggression era was actually quite the time i think it was. It was good. It was definitely a good, um, like, next era after the Attitude Era. Um, Especially with tag teams. There were a yes. lot of tag teams. Yep. Tag teams were real hot. It was nice to see an actual influx of new stars. You know, you had, like, Cena. You have Batista. You have Randy Orton. You know, it's it's nice to see that they actually did a great job bringing in new talent. And it just, it mixed well with the Attitude Era talent. And then as, you know, Attitude Era guys kind of faded away, the Ruthless Aggression Era just kept on going. And it was, yeah, they did a really good job with it. Yeah, so I'm very, I'm really curious. Uh, this There's so much to speculate. I don't want to sit here and speculate all day. You and I could be doing this. Mm-hmm. We currently don't have the technology right now. While I'm on leave to do our fantasy booking, but I know off the phones, you and I will be having some major discussions about some of this. Oh, yes. Because we're not done. We've only started today. Um, We've had some returns. We've had some some controversial things going on this week. One of them is John Moxley has returned to the ring. Yes. For the first time since going into treatment. Mm-hmm. It was great to see him. He looked great. Uh, we'll talk about that when we talk to Dynamite. But he also announced his return to another company, Scott. Yep. Be returning to New Japan. Oh, man. <laughs> so, when I was looking for articles for us to talk about, and, you know, I try not to, I try to, you know, pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Try to pick and choose. So I came across this because of the headline, and I have to watch his promo after. But the article says, Okay, Moxley demands that New Japan Pro Wrestling bring the best wrestlers to the event in Chicago. That is coming up. Yep. That is coming up. Including Hiroshi Tanahashi, Shingo Takagi, and Kazuchika Okada. Yep. Yep. The Boogeyman wants everybody. And I'm, yep, completely, yep. Mm -hmm. He wants... Arguably one of the greatest in the world. Yep. One of the greatest, if I'm not mistaken. And again, I, I've been all over the place, guys. I've been in Florida. I've been in Georgia. I believe currently he's the reigning 
Is he the reigning? I believe he's the current he's the reigning, IWGP yeah. World Heavyweight Champion. Yep. And he's a five-time, five-time. If I see Okada do a spin rooney in the middle of the ring, do I lose my <laughs> like? A rain-making, a rain-making spin rooney. <laughs> and he's young. He's only thirty-four. So. Oh my God, he still has so much time. You're looking at probably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time that we're yeah. experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. So, enough of my ogling over Okada in New <laughs> Japan. Speaking about the best in the world, um, we're kind of following currently the uh, situation that has to do with a good, uh, considered the best in the world, mm. Mr. Shano Mac himself, mm. who was supposedly released quietly from the company. Um, granted, I mean, he's he ever with the company? Is he ever left the company? He's just, I mean, it, his father was the fucking company. Just kind of there, yeah. It just, I don't know. Uh, reading up on some stuff, apparently he he caused a bit of a commotion at the Rumble, and people got really upset. And now, apparently, he's been quietly released. Uh, I've also seen that morale, I guess, backstage for WWE is at its all-time low, um, which I guess makes sense. They've changed so many things when it came to the Rumble uh, going up, leading up. Like the last few days, they changed the ending, I think, like eight or nine times. It was ridiculous. Um, of course, everybody talking about that it, it was supposed to be Riddle that was supposed to win the Rumble. And the fact that it happened in St. Louis and the fact that he probably would have been the one to eliminate Randy Orton still makes me so mad because I had talked about that since like January, like the beginning of the month, even going into last year, talking about how I needed this to happen because I think it was the perfect time, obviously because it's St. St. Louis, Randy's hometown and of course, because it would get my buddy Sam over at Know the Ropes to be all pissed off. And I just wanted it to happen. And then, of course, Brock happens. And I'm like, well, screw it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like we're heading towards a collision course between Brock and Roman again. Yep. Which is, um, I think, without getting into it, but, you know, Scott and I decided we weren't through Mania this year. We were really looking forward to it. And then with the way things have been, we kind of like... Yep. Yeah, we we made the correct decision not to go this year because with that match and Charlotte versus Ronda, it's kind of like, well, both matches are already a foregone conclusion. There's really, yeah. If yeah. it's not, if we already know pretty much who's going to win, it's like, eh, do I really want to spend all that money to go? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's very few times where you knew people are going to win. Yeah. Where? The matches are like worth it. Like, yeah. let's talk about the. We could talk about WrestleMania 35, where Kofi won it from Brian. Yeah. You know, some people like you just had that feel. I mean, I guess maybe that's a 50 50 thing because some people are like, well, they're not going to actually give it to him. And right. others were like, they're going to give it to him. But the emotional storytelling with that and the oh journey God. to get there um, makes it, even though you know that ending. It's worth it. Mm. Yeah. Kofi Mania, I think, for me, outside of Yeselmania for Daniel Bryan, was actually one of the best, like, naturally born WrestleMania stories that I've I've ever seen. And 
It's unfortunate that it was due to an injury to Mustafa Ali that Kofi even got into the Elimination Chamber. And then Kofi Mania was born. And holy shit, what a ride. What a way to go leading up to it with Vince putting every roadblock in the way for even like the New Day. Like like Xavier and, and Big E had to win like this tag team gauntlet. And you had the iconic moment where the Usos were coming in as they were one of the last ones and they forfeited so that the New Day could continue on. Like, I'm getting chills now just thinking about that because it was just... I loved that whole story. They did such a phenomenal job with it. And it makes me mad at the same time because why can't they do that shit all the time? <laughs> Which is crazy because, like, same thing. Adam Page, we knew he was getting the belt. Right? But they pushed, like, he got snubbed so many times. Three years. Three-year buildup. In- Three years. You thought at one point the Bucks were going to screw him and Kenny was going to win. I mean, even with Kenny's health. You knew that, like, Kenny wasn't going to be able to go. He was going to have to drop that belt. Right. Uh, but, you know, watching that match, it was incredible. Or even yep. when he wrestled Brian Danielson the two yep. times, both times you're like, well, first and foremost, you're like, there's no way they're going to let Danielson win. But at the same time, you're like, they're not just going to make him drop the belt now after three years. Right. That's 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 done correctly. Yes, that's good storytelling. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we won't be at Mania. Mania, we will definitely be trying to push some other events this year. Scott, That's we'll very talk true. About those shortly. Oh, uh, what else did we have on the? Oh yeah, so about Shane O'Mac, I'm I'm kind of reading an article. I don't want to go too much into this because you and I could speculate all day. Yeah, where supposedly somebody at WWE. Okay, according to Keller, who's this? Wade Keller. I don't know what he's from. The name does sound familiar. Um, according to Keller, Shane's ego was out of control at the Rumble and he was confrontational with producers as he allegedly attempted to make himself a centerpiece for that in the Elimination Chamber. Is that the case? I don't know. That's uh, that company is so the company is so messed up right now. It could be true. It could be true. We're not going to take that off the table. But with their history right now, mm. I mean, what's what's your ego? I mean, like, what is what what is 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 he being egotistical or is this going like he didn't listen to us? He didn't play ball the way we wanted to play ball. Because it's yeah. been that's been the thing with WWE in the past, like say 10 years. Let's say 10. I'll go 10. Um, but in this article, this is the quote I want to really focus on. People in WWE are letting me know that someone should warn Tony Khan what he's in for if he brings Shane in because the sense of entitlement, and I don't know if ego is the right word, that Shane would bring along with him in a company that isn't WWE would probably be amplified compared to how he had acted on Saturday, which was just basically out of control. So that also sounds like, you know, they want to warn Tony Khan. Or do you want to warn Tony Khan when all you've been doing is shitting on your competition and destroying your own company on the, I don't know. It sounds skeptical. Will he even go over there? I don't know. Whenever he walks away from WWE, he doesn't get involved in wrestling. No. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This, this, It's a very – it's still a very interesting time in wrestling because there's still – no, the releases are starting to become free agents again. Uh, Tony Khan has already stated that somebody will be walking through the, the forbidden door on Wednesday – so uh, we're going to talk about that. You want to bring, I was going to wait till dynamite. We're going to talk about this now 
Because also at the same time, I know a lot of people saying the AEW roster is bloated. But remember, we've been around for three years now. The company is now starting to, like, we're looking, I think Joey Janelle is gone. I think Marco Stunt is gone. I have a feeling yep. Sonny Kiss will be gone. Peter Avalon will be gone. I think this talent, and it's not necessarily that they didn't get used properly, or maybe they weren't from, it happens with any company. Yep. You know, I could get my dream job doing what I want to do. So say, for example, Scott and I, we get our dream jobs. We sign with, like, I don't know, Sirius Radio to do another show. Cool. Awesome. In two years' time, Scott and I might go, yeah, we got to do it, but it wasn't really what we in- envisioned. Right. So we're going to go yeah. elsewhere. We're going to do other things. It happens. We're not attacking any talent here. Anyone mm-hmm. will just top to bottom management view of things because that's what we're about here. We're about here being logical, inconsistent. And not getting all pissy about things. But anyways, yeah. Tony Absolutely. Khan had me had, on Wednesday made an announcement. It's at 11.33. This is after Dynamite. Thursday, he actually made this. Now I'm thinking about it. The 4th? No, that was Friday. It was after Dynamite. After, 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 yeah, after Rampage. I'm mixing things up. The Forbidden Door can be open for anyone for any wrestling promotion in the world, whether it's not a company AEW is on good terms with, even if it's someone from a company that's open for business. They also welcome to slam the door in the face prior to their company. A half hour later, Tony Khan tweets, the big announcement for Wednesday's Dynamite that we reference on AEW Rampage, a free agent debut, and the person walking through the Forbidden Door are one and the same. They're walking in the door, signing the contract, and then slamming the door shut Wednesday on Dynamite. Now, this is where there have been speculations that it is Shane McMahon, mm-hmm. which, again, I don't – it's it's not plausible. I don't see it happening. I'm not like – don't get me wrong. I love Shane O'Mac, but he's not the type of person. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to see Shane O'Mac. It would be a swerve. It would definitely be one of those, like, the Nitro thing, like, really done. That's exactly like, what I was thinking about. I'm like, what if? Oh, God. There's that. I saw a Reddit feed going on saying that it's Triple H, which, again, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I don't – but again, as uh, we haven't seen anything, but some people know how to be professional about things. Mm-hmm. But they're talking slam the door. The name that comes up that I am going to pick now that has come up in the news recently, somebody who was a big name in NXT, went to the main roster, and got shut down and released really quickly is Keith Lee. Mm, I'm ready to bask. Yeah. There are things there. There are some articles I read this week that he's potentially of, is signing in a deal with AEW. Yep, I would. I would be very happy with that. Um, another name I've heard is is Killer Cross, uh, which I think if that's the case, that would also be a fantastic pick. I'd throw him into the House of Black so fast it wouldn't. My head would spin. Oh my god! Um, would yeah. you if you if you brought him over? Would you bring in Scarlet? Oh, absolutely. You have to bring you have, they are a team. You have to bring them together. That was my that was my main issue with him on the main roster is that they separated him from Scarlet. And yeah, also, if you bring him into the company, you can immediately throw him into a feud with Adam Cole over what mm-hmm. Cole did to him in NXT. Mm-hmm. The promo alone where he utterly destroyed Karrion Cross would be perfect for killer cross to come back and destroy Adam Cole. I don't know. Just my brain doing the booking thing. That's just what happens. 
yeah, we still need to do our fantasy booking at some point. Yes, we do. Yeah, I will make the statement. I think modern day wrestling, Scarlet is Scarlet and Killer Cross. We're gonna call him Killer Cross because he's back on the Indies. Yep, is the best current wrestler valet. Yes, like, that is like when I think of old school WCW WWF. That's a valet. That's what they used to do. That's, People need to bring back valets. They serve a great purpose, but they, for some reason, most people don't allow them to actually go to their full potential. AW tries to do that when they have people with the wrestlers come down. And um, I can think of like varsity blondes with, with Julia Hart, even though she does wrestle, I can think of the uh, AHFO Matt Hardy's when he's not wrestle, he's always out there with his guys. So, I mean, they're kind of doing it, but we need someone who's a dedicated valet, like Smart Mark Sterling. He would be a dedicated valet because I don't believe he wrestles at all for AEW. Yeah, no, I don't think he has. Yeah, most of them are. I mean, hell, even Vicky Guerrero will get in the ring every so often. That's true. Yep, Vicky's another good one. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Dan Lambert, I think, uh, even though the crowd tends to not like him, I actually appreciate his ridiculousness. And it works. It gets people talking. And that's what you need. If you hate him, then he's doing his job. End mm-hmm. of story. Agreed. Agreed. So last last thing before you get right into the news, uh, before you get right into this week's wrestling stuff. Um, I almost forgot about this, but this was like the biggest topic. So Brian Kendrick was one of the release mm. release talent from WWE two weeks ago. And it was announced he was going to wrestle John Moxley. Yep. Within hours, he got yanked for offensive comments made in the past. Yep. So I went looking, and I was like, okay, maybe they're racial, maybe they're this, maybe they're that. It... I don't know how to get into this without even like really digging into it. Um, some of it had to do with the Holocaust, nine eleven, um, yeah, Sandy Hook not happening. Comments, yeah. Yeah. I guess um, they were um they were talking about um ah, here we go. Um Sandy Hook shooting was a hoax along with 9-11 mm-hmm. and the killing of Osama bin Laden. Uh Michael Jackson staged his own death. And there was something else about the the Holocaust is overblown right across there was only 250,000 Jews. The number was blew only. up to justify the creation of Israel. People need to realize this, and for some reason, they don't. The internet is forever. And things that you say, regardless of what you think, if they're a good idea or not, people are going to bring them up. Like, when I knew as soon as he got released, like, this this was still in the back of my mind, because I remember him talking about these uh, conspiracy theories uh, years ago when he did this. And I'm like, this is, that's a terrible idea. Why would you do that? I, if you believe it, that's one thing. And... and but keep it quiet. Don't don't do career suicide. And that's what he did. And of course, the internet being the internet, it's always undefeated. They found it. They brought it up. And Tony Khan's like, oh, shit. Well, I can't have this on my television show. And yanked him. So the question I have for you and the question I have for our listeners without getting into it, though. And I know he did the apology after it came out. Right. After, after he got canned. At what point is it okay for you to 
I was thinking about this in the car, going to Duncan, because that's what you do. You do these <laughs> thoughts. We live in a world where people want peace, but nobody is willing to forgive people when they do wrong. People will crucify you and murder you in the streets if you do wrong. So my question is, where's the fine line between crucifixion or like you know, ending somebody's career and accepting an apology and moving forward? That's it. That's and I, I get it. I um, this I do ask this because those, from my understanding, those were like from 10, 10 or so years ago. It's like the James Gunn thing. James Gunn, when he was directing Guardians of the Galaxy, got canned. Right. Because he said things years ago, which were considered jokes online, and then right. somebody found him. They came back. They canned him, even though Disney already knew about them prior. Yep. We could it, thought of the day. Yeah. My thought of the day. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, it agree? No, with what he said. No. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know, if somebody says something dumb like that, okay, we won't get it. We we. we that's my thought. Well, yeah, we'll 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 leave it as an open-ended question for people to talk about. But yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's those touchy subjects, and just yeah, I don't know. Um, I knew it would come back to bite them, and when it did, I was just I just looked at it and just says, "Well, you made the bed. Now it's time to lie in it." And unfortunately, there goes your next shot at you know trying to do anything. So at this point. Hopefully, you can enjoy retirement, or at least some of these stuff. There's a conspiracy behind the song. What are you saying? Andrew, saying now? <laughs> who planted these tweets from 10 years ago, knowing that his wrestling career would be doomed? It's Andrew, isn't it? <laughs> it's all Andrew. Just a heads up, folks. Uh, buddy Andrew that we met through. He's pretty. He's pretty relaxed, and he's pretty like nonchalant with anything. When we went to Mania back in. For 33 in 2017 i think all weekend he was just there and you know just very quiet and you know the, the quiet clap the i'm here i'm enjoying yep. this cool yep the only time i ever saw him got rowdy is when brian kendrick came out and he hates brian kendrick i don't remember what the reason was and he me neither bring him but it's just that bitter but, hatred is just there i remember him coming out on smackdown and he just gets up he's like <gasps> he's like screaming it was like the rowdies he was all weekend so i'm like this is all andrew andrew didn't want brian kendrick coming to AEW. So we planted this. That's my conspiracy. Makes sense. I mean, it, do- it totally makes sense. Well, we got a couple events coming up this next couple of weeks, Scott. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, sorry. Let me back up. We do have to talk about GCW if I die first. Yes. Do you have the card pulled up on your end? I do. And we want to shout out to Steven. Yes. Our boy Steven over on Twitter. He has been giving us all, all the highlights for GCW. We appreciate you so much for this. So the card is pretty good. Let's see. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches on the card. We had Ninja Mac and Dante Leon defeating Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver. Uh, we had John Wade Murdoch defeating ASF. Uh, we had a GCW Extreme Championship match with AC, uh, I'm sorry, AJ Gray, uh, AJ Gray, I just can't speak today, who was the champion, uh, defeating Ali Catch. We had uh, Speedball Mike Bailey defeating Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, Psycho Clown defeating Gringo Loco. Uh, we had a scramble match with um, Atticus uh, Koger uh, defeating uh, Alex Zane. Dark Sheik Grim Reefer, I like that name. And deranged. 
we had uh, Blake Christian defeating Laredo Kid, which we got plenty of gifts from that match. And uh, holy shit. <laughs> so definitely need to keep an eye on, on GCW and your main event. And for this, when I saw this, I, I freaked out a little bit. We had the debut of Dr. Wagner Jr., legendary luchador. Now, I know Sam hasn't gotten this far yet, but we've I've seen this man on Lucha Underground, and oh, wow. So he came out and defeated Joey Janela in the main event. So outstanding. I need to keep an eye on this more. So... Yeah, some good stuff coming up. This this company is definitely making waves, and I would probably say close to uh, to cracking that top five for the best for the biggest wrestling companies in the world. Yeah, we need to get on this train. This is another one that we've been talking about. I need to go back. There was one at the beginning of the year, end of the year that he was talking about too. Yep. Um. Yeah, there was one at the Hammerstein. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw bits and pieces of some of those matches. Um, I, I almost ordered the pay-per-view, but I changed my mind at the last moment because the championship games were just out of this world. So I, yeah. I chose to stick with that. And, you know, because when you buy pay-per-views every single month, your uh, your cable bill goes up a lot. <laughs> so I got to, you know, I got to rein that in a little bit. Well, I know you could, they do a lot of them through Fight TV. I don't know if that's any cheaper. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I checked. I thought about that too, but no. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to look into that. We're gonna Scott and I. We might have to make a uh, pay per view fund. We might have to put cash away, like you know, responsible right. couple. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> at least we have them, so we can talk about them a little more with you guys. Um, Absolutely. Another one that's coming up, but more like a super card. We have on um, the nineteenth. We have no surrender coming up, and I want to talk. To, excuse me. I want to talk about this one with impact. This is going to be in Louisiana, so they are doing some traveling now. Nice, I like that. Uh, this is going to be. When is this? This is the nineteenth. I swear they just had a pay per view. Did they have a pay? No, uh, hard to kill last month. They did. Yes. Okay. So yeah, because yeah. they do that. They they have like an actual pay per view, and then they have their Impact Plus pay per views, and then they go back to regular pay per view, or they they do like one and then two on Impact Plus, and then one. So they they're they're finding their footing back into the pay per view realm of things. Um, I've been trying to keep tabs on it. I obviously not a. I don't I don't have access TV, so I can't watch it live because I live tweet that too, but I can't. Um, so I try to keep my eye on it, um, to see how everybody's doing because. I really do like Impact Wrestling, and I want them to succeed. Especially with the Ring of Honor invasion going on right now. Yes. And Wrestle House too. Yes, of course. <laughs> but I want to talk about this card right now. We have five matches for the card. Moose versus W. Morrissey for the title. Mm. Mickey James versus Tasha Steele for the Knockouts title. Team Impact versus Honor No More. So Team Impact is Eddie Edwards, Chris Saban, Josh Alexander, Rhino, Rich Swan. And honor no more is Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, Vincent, and Kenny King. Mm. 10-man tag match. If Honor No More wins, they will remain in Impact Wrestling. If Team Impact wins, Honor No More will be gone. Which makes sense because if ROH is coming back, it gives incentive for them to not necessarily win. But 
if they do, then Impact's getting some very, very good talent that's going to be sticking around. Yeah, and I love this is this is what I love about the whole thing with Ring of Honor, where everyone's like, "Yeah, Ring of Honor is going to be going till April." But by the way, like, make sure you like use that name. You know, make sure you know that you're Ring of Honor talent, yep. and they're proud, like they're honored. Yeah, like no joke, honored to be known as like Ring of Honor talent. Yep, and it's it's incredible. But these are the two matches I wanted to make make you aware of, Scott. If you hadn't seen the card. We have Eric Young taking on Jay White. But it gets better, Scott. It <laughs> gets better. Because somebody else came across the Pacific to be in the States. The Good Brothers. Doc Ellis oh, and Carl Anderson taking on Tama Tonga and Tongaloa. The Gorillas of Destiny, G-O-D. Oh, my. Oh boy. No. <laughs> and as much as like I'm like, all these other matches are cool, those two match and to know that they are in the States right now. Yep. Yep. Very excited. So it's this is a show I think I might actually actually watch. And what my NWA one? We had an NWA one pulled up on my phone, Scott. Yes, they are having a power trip next Saturday. So that should be I, I like the fact that they're still going strong. I need to go watch NWA Power on YouTube. I keep forgetting about it because it's been so long since they've been back and I need to rectify this immediately. Yeah, I'm what is the card? Do we have the do you have the card up too? No, I need to try to find that. Let me look. Let me look right now because I'm curious. Um, NWA Power Trip. I had it up. We were a little thrown off today, folks, because we spent an hour. I had issues with my laptop. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties, which is all right. But no, I did trip. find the card. I did find the card. You found so the CAD? I did find the CAD. Uh, <laughs> nine matches. Uh, so you have Camille taking on Taryn Terrell for the NWA Women's uh, Championship. We have Chelsea Green versus Kylie Ray. Uh, Eight-person tag match with uh, BLKGs, Jordan Clearwater, uh, Marsh Rocket, and Tyrus taking on Rush Freeman, Sion, Alex Taylor, and Mims. Uh, there's Kobe Carino uh, versus uh, Rhett Titus. Uh, Anthony Mayweather taking on Chris Adonis for the NWA National Championship. Uh, there is a Kentucky Sweethearts brawl between the Fixers, uh, which is Jay Bradley and Wrecking Ball LaRusky, uh, uh, taking on the OGK of Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. Uh, there's an I Quit match between Tom Latimer and Nick Aldis. Singles match between Mike Knox and the Pope. The Pope. And <laughs> I love the Pope and uh, the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship match as Matt Cordona challenges Trevor Murdoch. And I'm telling you, if Matt Cordona wins the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, we will not hear the end from this man. And I hope to God, and no offense to Trevor Murdoch, because I love how I love his old school style wrestling. I need Matt Cordona to win this match. 
Matt Cardona is on a trajectory right now. And I know he was going to be hot when he left, but he's on a trajectory that is like Chernobyl. He is the best independent wrestler out there right now. I will say that. And I will die on that hill. The, what he has done since he got released from WWE has been nothing short of spectacular. And I absolutely love it. He's reinvented himself in a way. The whole thing with just, oh my God. I, I, I Everything he's done has just been perfection. And I can't wait to see what he does going forward. Me too. I'm excited for what Matt Cardona is going to do. I can't wait for him to, oh man. He, I, the thing with the NWA, especially the, the 10 pounds of gold, it has been the, the, it's, it's, it's the face of the industry at one point was the face of the industry. And also now it's currently the face, almost like the independent scene hand, hand in hand with the ring of honor title. Okay. The Matt Cardona, I think should be the guy to replace Nick Aldis. Like as like, and Trevor Murdoch is great. Don't get me wrong. Right. Matt Cardona, I think, is the guy to help push the NWA back to higher standards. Back I agree. Up. I agree. Hey, it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Well, speaking of higher standards, Scott... It's been a while. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready, ready to talk about what's going on live. Oh, man. Scott, Dynamite. What a show. <laughs> oh, my God. What a show. What a show. It was my first time live tweeting. I had the volume on low, so I definitely had to go back and watch certain things. Um, I didn't realize this card was loaded. This card was loaded. It was. Well, let's talk about this. Opening match, John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. This was a cool. This was this was supposed to be the Kendrick match, okay? Correct. And I, I was kind of curious. I'm like, oh, he's gonna squash him. He was gonna squash Wheeler because Wheeler, Wheeler is it's a it's he's weird at times where it's either he's either going to get squashed, mm -hmm. or you get this. What right. happened here? And this, this was a great again, match. Wheeler Yuta can play with the best of them. We cannot sleep on him. They cannot sleep on him. They can't throw him away. The best friends has become is I mean, they were a staple from the start, and they have some they might be one of the best factions out there for a reason. Yep. Because of the talent. And Wheeler Yuta cannot be slept on. He looked like he had wrestled like he looked like he belonged with Moxley at his level. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah, that was it was nice to see because when um they announced that it was going to be him when, when Best Friends music hit. And I was just like, oh, who's it going to be? And then it was Wheeler Yuta. I'm like, 
ooh, I said, that's a good replacement for Kendrick. I said, this should be fun to watch. And yes, yes, it was. <laughs> yes. But also, I do want to make it known. <clears throat> and Scott and I were going to start a new bit coming, you know. But I want to make it known that he came out with a very nice, very evil uh, addition <laughs> to the best friends, Don Housen. There had been rumors for a while, especially with his feud with Adam Cole online, about Dan Housen going to AEW. And I remember I wasn't watching that night, and I just got some tweets, from some texts from you. No, I didn't get texts from you because I saw tweets. And then I actually hit Twitter, and I texted him like, Scott, did I get what I think I saw? Did AEW yep. just become very nice and very evil? <laughs> well, when, when Cole went to pull that chair from the outside of the ring during the Lights Out match with Orange Cassidy, and Danhausen came out with him, I popped as loud as the crowd did. And I was just like, oh, my God, he's here. <laughs> and the whole curse. And then Cole lost. I mean, coincidence? I think not. Hmm? No. Very. <laughs> well, what we're going to what we're gonna quickly talk about, guys, is um, Dan Housen was a um, – we're going to do this new thing where new talent shows up. It's been a gripe of ours a little bit for a while with AEW where we need video packages for new talent. Not so much because yes. Scott and I because that's all we do. We do the digging. We you know we get into the fucking sewers of professional wrestling and learn about this stuff. So when you people don't know, we know, and you're like, "Ha, huh, fucking nerds!" And we're like, yeah, <laughs> but you know what? Now you know. So Dan Housen has been wrestling since 2013. Um, he was part of. He worked in a couple different promotions: um, Full Impact Pro, and obviously Ring of Honor before they canned. At one point, he was a tag team partner with Warhorse as Warhausen. Yes. Um, Warhorse is another one that he needs to make a comeback to AEW. I know he had, uh, I believe he had one match against Cody when Cody was doing his open challenge to anybody outside of the company. Um, but yeah, Warhorse rules ass, and he deserves another chance at AEW. He does, he does. Um, Ring of Honor, um, he signed in 2019. Uh, challenging Taylor for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship and was with the company until they I, went I don't on hiatus. Like, but they went on hiatus end of last year. And now he's part of them. So hopefully going forward, guys, as new talent comes and whether it be here, whether it be impact, you know, we want to make sure that we're all bringing this up and we all know who's going, you know, who's what. So I want to do that with Dan Housen as the first one because Scott and I have been saying for a long time, Dan Housen is a, it, it, there's so much potential with the character, yep. especially with Orange Cassidy, like comedy wrestling. That is like good. Like, it's not like, Oh, it's like cheeseburger. Not okay. I can't knock cheeseburger. Cheeseburger is fun and a great talent. He's not a, like a jobber, but like right. they, they're not jobbers. They're the comedy wrestlers. Like they'll kick the shit out of you yep. and then make it look good. But we haven't even dug deeper into what happened after this match, Scott. I think well, I'll let you talk about this quickly because I know you had chills down your spine. Oh, so this match ends and Mox gets the victory and he doesn't get, I don't know, two seconds into this and who shows up? But Brian Danielson. Now, of course, 
Danielson's been kind of around Moxley for a while and trying to keep an eye on what's been going on. And of course, all of us in the wrestling world, like, oh my God, they're going to fight each other. This is going to be the greatest feud ever. Oh my God, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. But Brian Danielson decides to throw all this on its head and says, instead of us fighting, why don't we fight together? And I just got chills just saying that again, because people, you, you don't understand what this could turn into. He talked about bringing people under their wing, like Wheeler Yuta, like Daniel Garcia, getting them him away from 2.0. You, you I, I cannot begin to explain the magnitude of, people talk about a shift in the landscape of professional wrestling. I know it's an overused term, but this legitimately could be the greatest thing that has ever happened to AEW. And if it goes and it goes correctly, this could be the biggest thing in all of professional wrestling, period. Yeah, there was something about this promo where I'm just like, oh, instead of fighting, and I'm like, it took me a minute. I'm like, okay, I got to hear him out. And he's like explaining, and I'm like listening, and I'm like, I had to think about it. I really thought about it. Because when Daniel Bryan came back into the ring, not that he was not that he was a big deal when Daniel Bryan retired, but I think around that time he was still Shield. He was still like the third guy from the Shield. Right. It was all about Rollins. It was all about Reigns. So when he came back, you know, sorry, John, uh, Dean Ambrose and Daniel Bryan. Hot commodities. Hot yep. commodities. Now seeing them here, both of them here, at their full potential. Yes, their full potential. John Moxley still has to me. And you... Uh, people should understand us by now when I say this, but he has this, like, stone cold aura to him. Yes. You know, yes, he's not the guy who every time he, his music comes on, you know, it's like the glass break, and it doesn't equate to that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he has the aura. And Brian Danielson, he's just putting on these matches that are – yeah, I can't even explain it. Like, there, there are no you, words in the English language. <laughs> you want to see them wrestle, but at the same time, you're thinking both of them pick one person and train – just like 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 it, when, when they were talking like my brain didn't even fathom the fact of them being a team like it was immediately one-on-one this is going to be a fantastic feud to watch but the way danielson was just like why don't we team together why don't we train people bring them under our wings and just dominate and i'm just like oh uh, what like does not compute <laughs> like this is a and- oh my god Moxley never said a thing yet either. No, that's the greatest thing. He, the way like Danielson would make a point, and you'd see, you, I, I watched Moxley for his reactions, and he'd be like, hmm, and he'd, he'd give it thought. And I'm just like, yes, yes, John, listen, listen to the man. He has ideas, and I like where these ideas might go. So he told him, just think about it. We'll 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 discuss this later. So I'm just like, 
I hope this draws out, even if it doesn't end up being a team and they end up do fighting one another, that's fine. The fact that they gave us this opportunity now to talk about this on a podcast and talk about this out with you know people, it's great. This is something that I, I honestly, deep down, I really hope that this actually works out and they do turn into a team and they just destroy things, take oh, over, bring people in and just just be massive. I want it to happen. I really I mean, do. This needs to happen. I'm just like, and again, because going back to like the Adam Page thing, this is going to be a long term thing. Mm. If I, I just i i I want to wait because I know the buildup and what's ever going. I didn't know I needed that. That's kind of what I'm getting at here. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was. Yeah, it's one. Of the, that's that's the perfect thing for us. Like you didn't know you needed this until it happened. You know, like so. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. So following that though, following that, we had an interesting promo. We went from an incredible promo to. You no, know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Brandy came out, starts to talk. And then Dan Lambert comes out. Definitely could tell it, it was crazy. And I, I've told this to you just before the podcast. It blows my mind. Brandy's getting booed. And Dan Lambert was getting like praised the whole time. There was that whole like two minutes of shut the fuck up to Brandy. Yep. And she, she like she she got thrown off. She absolutely got thrown off. Yep. Um but I, it, you know, I thought <sighs> It's funny, like the the fans are completely over the the Rhodes family, except Dustin. They're just they they don't want Brady on television, they don't want Cody on television, they don't want him in title matches, they don't want him on TV. Period. And the fact that whoever else comes on the screen is an instant face that that go home heat that X Pac heat needs to. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, but yeah. The, there the were some zingers thing, in this promo, though. Woo. There were zingers. There were some zingers. Um, you know, Dan Lambert with his, you know, his what? What do you call her? Her chest fake something something. You know. Oh, I don't. Yeah, it was you know, or the last something. job you had, the last job you had. You know, your fa- you know, put your face down or something like that. Oh um, but <laughs> my favorite part of this, which I actually got chills. I got chills where she looked at Ethan Page and goes, the only reason we signed you was to get to Josh Alexander. I was like. Right to the heart. (laughs) I was like, if that's a key to us seeing Josh Alexander, imagine seeing the North. Mm. Well, I mean, they'll have to fight one another first because Ethan Page is not going to take that lying down. But mm-hmm. of having an eventual North reunion, I think, would be pretty awesome. <sighs> that was the best part of that. But this whole now we get the whole Paige Van Zant and Brandy, which I think that's what we're gonna you know culminate to at Revolution. Yep. Honestly, though, Paige saved this promo, running into the ring and immediately attacking Brandy. I'm like, all right. At least now we got some 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 fisticuffs going on. Here we go. Very I, excited I, to see what Paige does in this match. Uh, I know obviously her MMA career, but 
how much of the wrestling is she going to be able to do, or is she just going to slap on submissions to Brandy and make her tap out in five seconds? I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Um, following that, we had Death Triangle taking on Mr. Scott. The House Jeez. of Black is the Knights of the Black Throne. The Knights of the Black Throne. Yeah, it's they. Uh, they were originally, I believe, it was the King, uh, the Kings of the of the Black Throne in, in the indie scene with Brody and and, and Malachi Black. Um, the House of Black is still the thing, but the tag team is the Knights of the Black Throne in AEW, anyways. Okay. Well, this was something that was again. I've been trying to follow. I've been trying to keep track of what's going on. And I have watched everything except for like, I think the last, the second last episode of Rampage, I got to go back and watch still. But this was uh, when I I was watching this and it's like, this is next. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I, I was dumbfounded. I was excited. Like this was, I thought this was, I'm like, are they giving away this? Pay- did, did somebody miss the memo? This was supposed to be at Revolution. Like, right. Like this is a pay-per-view match. This isn't, No. This was fun. This was great, especially when Pac pulled off his, you know, pulls off the blinds and he has both of his eyes. Oh, yeah. This was great. This need we need a rematch. Yes. Where it's a where it's a six man tag. You bring um, Ray back. Mm -hmm. I don't know who you'd bring in for the House of Black. Maybe PCO would be kind of cool. I also thought maybe Killer Cross. If he were to show up, exactly, Sam, exactly. Just, 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 just throwing that out there. Oh my God, he get me all hot and bothered, Scott. Twenty twenty two is looking like fire. So this was fun. Um, obviously, Black and King defeated Pac and Penta. Mm-hmm. Um, following that, we had Ruby Soho taking on Nyla Rose with. Rose getting the defeat over Soho. This actually wasn't that bad. No, no, it was good. It was good. It was, it was, um, it was nice to see a good rematch. And, and Nyla picking up the win here was was obviously good for her. But it kind of makes you wonder what they're doing with Ruby Soho now. She's just kind of get getting bounced around the women's division. So. Yeah, my concern with a lot of talent, and this happens not just in AEW, but it happens in Impact, it happens in WWE, it happens across the board, is when you get somebody with this much fire, and then they have that one title match, and then they kind of just like... Fizzle out. Fizzle, and then they're there, and then they do... Christian Cage is one of the few I think I can say it hasn't happened to. No, he's kept himself relevant with um, Jurassic Express. Yeah, but yeah, and that's the thing. Like, he's relevant. He's still like, I'm here. Like, even though I'm not wrestling as much, I'm managing. And I, I like how he kind of stepped. I, I love the zingering ability, but I love how he's stepping back. Yeah. And he's like, hand off. Oh, yep. Him him and Matt Hardy, I think, have been doing the best, best job of that. Like, they're still active wrestlers, but they are more managerial till now. So I think I, I like that a lot better. Mm-hmm. Now, following that, we had... Heard from the champion come out. We now heard Dan Lambert come out a second time, which I was a little like the only time I've ever seen somebody really do this was MJF at the moment. Mm, yep. The only person I can think of has come out more than once at a show or Jericho. Sorry, one of those two. Dan Lambert comes out a second time because he's also back in Lance Archer to go after Hangman. 
Yes. Which let me tell you, when I was watching, I I don't know if somebody texted me or whatnot. I totally forgot about it. When I was catching up on Dynamite, and I saw Lance Archer come out that first time a couple weeks ago, I was like, just started slamming my desk while working. I'm like, let's go, <laughs> let's go. Oh, so excited, so excited. Um, but we have this Texas Death Match next week for the oh. title. Yep. Is it going to be 40 minutes like these other matches have been? Mm. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be insanity. Um, I'm 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 assuming the champ's gonna retain, but how Archer's gonna lose, I think, is gonna be the most interesting part of this. Somebody's gonna get involved who shouldn't have gotten involved. There's Correct. Be, yeah. I, I feel like this with Lambert out there now, I feel like this might be a a swerve and maybe have men of the year come out and possibly cost Archer the, the, the title match because Lambert got embarrassed by Lance Archer. So why not try to rue him and, you know, get him into a false sense of security and then attack at the, the, the greatest moment. And I think that would be at the championship match to get his revenge. Yes. Uh, is going, (sighs) Lance Archer is one of those talent And again you can't always have everybody on the top But Lance is like somebody I really I can't get enough of him That's why imagine him like against Killer Cross imagine him against Dustin Rhodes imagine him against Keith Lee if he comes over No imagine him You could you could go on and on and on I just But Let's talk about what has happened, what finally has happened. What confused me, and this is why I bring up why that other match is it going to be a 40, 40 minute to an hour match. I did not expect the main event to start this early. No, this was a long ass match. It was like 15 minutes it. after the hour, I think. It was like 9.15 yep. this match went on. <sighs> This match delivered twice. Twice. <laughs> Technically. And you know, I, I I I didn't check Twitter and I didn't have the volume on when I when I watched this. I might have to go back and watch it again. Because I was I was in a room with kids and whatnot, so my volume was kind of low. So I think you texted me that he got pinned the first time. Let's keep that in mind, guys. See you, Puck. MJF. CM Punk loses technically twice. We can get technical. Pinned yep. twice. Now, uh, before we start talking about this match, who who predicted this months ago? The first month that CM Punk came back, who did we talk about? And I said it would be the first person he would lose to. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, from this day forth, I Scott also, besides being, yes, besides being the uh, Vince's voice of reason, Vince's voice of reason, I am now the Nostradamus of professional wrestling because I called this shit and it happened not once but twice. Yeah, and I think you and I, yeah, you brought it up, and I know, I think I was pretty much back in that idea because it no, just no, made you sense. did, you definitely did. It, it was, it was one of those things where it's like, first of all, how do you get? More heat on MJF than pinning somebody like CM Punk. 
in Chicago. Not once, but twice. Well, technically, he pinned him only once. He choked him out that first time because he was using the tape from around his wrist. Oh, it was the chain. And he okay. had it so perfectly positioned that the ref did not see the tape. So when Punk passed out, Punk tried to get rid of the tape, but I think he dropped it, and, and Rensburg found it. And that when that whole shenanigan thing happened, I was just like, I was too busy freaking out because I couldn't believe that I, what I thought would actually had happened. And then they restart the match, and at that point, my heart sank because I'm like, Christ, okay, now Punk's going to win. I'm like, God damn it. And then when he didn't, thanks to Wardlow, like, oh. This match was so good in so many levels. So happy the way this all worked out. And now MJF, he needs to be in the title picture like yesterday. This is what I've been saying. Like, he... The best champions are heel champions. Especially the ones who talk mad shit. Yeah, sure. Okay, Broccoli's good. You know, we can do his 50-minute this and that. And Paul Heyman comes out and talks shit. Or, you know, Roman. You know what? You know who I think one of my favorite modern champions in WWE is that we... You'll probably guess who I'm talking about. Yeah. Who's probably the best shit talker they have in that company. The Miz. As the guy's champion. Yeah. Because they, they have the title. They shit talk. Like they're the greatest thing in the world. Yep. And they can't be defeated. Yep. And it's gross. It's disgusting. But I love it because <laughs> y- you want them to get the shit kicked out of them so badly. And yep. as yep. they can't get shit, the heat grows and grows and grows. Imagine him now. If he gets that title from Paige. Yep. And oh holds it for over a year. What? He's the guy who's going to have to have it for over a year. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Easy. We need to find then a young face that can build his way up and eventually take the title. But yes, I agree. Once MJF wins that title, I, I you know what? Actually, I'll call this now. When MJF wins the title, he'll hold it for the year, but the man that will defeat him will be Wardlow. Ooh, Sam did not expect that. <laughs> I didn't, but it makes sense. So does he win the title with Wardlow? Yes. I think Wardlow finds a way to help MJF secure the title. And then they just continue going for a little bit. I think the, the heat, the current heat between the two will cool down for a while. And then I don't know, something will happen and MJF will pin this on Wardlow and then he'll finally snap. And then Wardlow will challenge and take the title. Or, Wardlow is smarter than that. Wardlow helps him get the title because Wardlow knows MJF can't win without him. True. And then he double crosses him and then yeah. puts himself in the title picture because who's going to come out? Sean, Sean Spears? Right. Yeah, he'll get his ass kicked. Yeah. FTR hasn't really come out because nope. they're not. I can honestly, though, I can see Wardlow going through every member of the pinnacle to get to MJF. And I have a feeling that's probably what will happen. But it'll be kind of like the trials of Jericho. But this time, I think Wardlow will will win out. So he may not hold it for a year. This might be like a six-month thing. And I'd be fine with that. Give Wardlow his, his roses and then figure out what happens after that. 
Yes. But, but I think also Wardlow, I, I think Adrian MJF with the amount of heat he has and what he's done to get these defeats against Jericho, against CM Punk, against Darby, against, he needs to hold this title an unhealthily amount of time. I do. No, I agree. I mean, yeah, it's that, it's that interesting, that interesting conundrum. Cause it's like Wardlow has all this face value right now. And MJF has all this heat. And it's like, how long do you wait before Wardlow kind of falls out of favor with the crowd? And then you lose your opportunity. But at the same time, we don't want MJF, who's gained all this heel heat, wins the title. And you want him to have a long reign so that it can build up that I need you to get your ass kicked, like what happened with Omega. Like, I, I want that to happen. Also, maybe is it still too early for MJF to win the heavyweight championship? Maybe he wins the TNT title first. Maybe they're doing a super slow build with MJF and they don't want him in the, in the title picture first because now Adam Cole put his name in there. Adam Cole and Adam Page, Battle of the Atoms, might be, that might be what's next on tap. So maybe, maybe focus MJF on the TNT title first. Have him take out Sammy. Then run with that for six, seven months, eight months. MJF drop the title MJF and MJF then... Title. And then move up to the heavyweight championship. I'm just thinking about this now, so I'm just like, all right, well, maybe try this for. I don't know. Just, just spitball no, throwing stuff at the wall. I like, I like your thought process because he's. Whether it's now, whether it's in five years, MJF is going to have a title run that's going to be long. Yes. And it's going to be unprecedented as a heel. And I just cannot wait to see what happen like this this is the because i think i said to you when cm when we were talking about this initially i remember going mjf beating cm punk will be heat like no other yep and we got it yep it was great oh my god well want to quickly hop over we haven't watched but i did promise everybody who listens to us we don't buy our tickets, but, you know, we still sit at the station when the Impact train rolls by, and we want to keep you guys in the loop. This week's episode of Impact, we have digital media championship match between Jordan Grace and Matt Cardona kicking it off with Matt Cardona becoming the new uh, digital media champion over Grace. Uh, Jonah taking on Crazy Steve with Jonah getting the win. Jonathan Grisham taking on Steve Macklin with Macklin defeating Grisham by disqualification. Vincent taking on Alexander with Alexander getting the W. John Schuyler taking on Bapinda Gujar. Oh, I can't even pronounce that. With Gujar defeating Schuyler. Sorry, that's... Uh, is that somebody from Ring of Honor? Uh, Bapinder Gujar? Does that sound right? That does sound about right. I Either that or he's been... Somebody tucked away on the Impact Wrestling roster. I'm not 100% sure on that one. Okay. So then we had Masha Slemovich taking on Kak Lennox with Slemovich getting the win. Wow. Okay. We've definitely been out of the loop for a bit. And then the main event, an eight-man tag match. 
Bullet Club, Chris Bay, Jay White, and the Gorillas of Destiny taking on the inevitable Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, Jake Something, and Speedball Mike Bailey with the boys getting the W. Getting that too sweet on. And from my understanding, I don't know if we talked about this beforehand, Tommy Dreamer is back with Impact after everything that had happened. Yep. So once Scott and I decide that we have nothing better to do, we will definitely hop back on this for you guys. Last but not least, AW Rampage this week. Man, we opened up with, again... His music might mm. be the best theme song. Mm. You know why, Scott? Because it's all because about the boom. It's all about the boom. It's <laughs> right. Adam Cole taking on Evil Uno and getting the win. Evil Uno, every time I see him come solo now, he gets better every single time. Yep. This was a great, great opening match. So and it seems to me like Adam Cole seems to be opening up rampages for like the last like three, four weeks now. And I've just so, been so accustomed to turning on rampage and immediately hearing it's all about the boom. <laughs> I'm I, this. I almost. Wouldn't it be ironic if they do that with him or he's always on rampage due to the fact that he never went to the main roster and they probably would have sent him to SmackDown as a manager being like, yo, you were going to do this to him. <laughs> Guess what? It's gonna be all about the boom going on on Fridays from now on. Oh my god! Like, think about that. Like, really think about that for a minute. It's true. They wanted him to be a manager and change his name and his cut his hair and do all this ridiculous nonsense. And I'm just like, why? Why would you ever do that? Ever? I don't care. It's all about the boom. He's here to say he did have a promo later on in the night saying how he's the best wrestler. No, it was after the match that he was the best wrestler. And he deserves to be in the title of his picture. Yep. <sighs> yep. Yeah. We need that. We need that, Scott. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <sighs> Following that, we had a TNT championship match with Sammy Guevara taking on Isaiah Cassie and winning. Mm-hmm. This was fun. This was a good time. Again, private party. We need to see more private party again. I miss these guys. It's you true. guys have always been great in the ring. At the end of this match, we had an interesting uh, hab where Andrade came out mm-hmm. and Matt Hardy came out and Mark Quinn came out and they kind of like surrounded Sammy. But then we had Darby come out. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that Andrade is trying to sign Darby. To join the uh, AHFO. And he thinks that he works for Sting. Which, first of all, is hilarious in its own right. And the fact that Darby just looks at him. And I guess Jose tried to hand him the contract again. And Darby kind of slides over to stand by Sammy. And that immediately makes Andrade and, and Matt and everybody else kind of get out of the ring. And then we have the stare down between Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. Darby doing the double pats on the undisputed TNT championship. And 
Yeah. Darby and Sammy. Gimme. Oh my god. That match is gonna be absolute bonkers. It is gonna be fire. I didn't know I needed this match so soon. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. <sighs> Following that, we had Mercedes Martinez taking on Thunder Rosa. Yes. I forgot about this. Totally forgot about this. Um this was good. You know, I will always watch Thunder when she's on. It's true. I do like the fact that we had the very ultra rare disqualification with Martinez grabbing a ginormous lead pipe, smashing Thunder Rosa with it, getting DQ'd. Then we find out that it was the DMD herself, Miss Britt Baker, that put Martinez up to trying to take out Thunder Rosa. So we all know that our favorite dentist is is a little worried about Thunder Rosa. So yeah, she, uh, I can't believe this feud is still going on. I know it's I'm it's good it. though. It's good though. Um, I like the fact also that she's kind of or that Britt Baker is kind of making Jamie Hader have to step up to the plate, saying that she couldn't get the job done, so she needed Mar- uh, Martinez to do it. Um, Martinez and Hader in a match, I would assume, would happen sooner rather than later, and that will be a very hard hitting affair. And I, I am very excited for it because, again, Mercedes Martinez, another person that WWE dropped the ball on. Uh, so yeah, I'm very happy she's here. She adds more credibility to the women's division that still needs more, and yeah. I'm excited to see. She will easily be a champion at some point during her run here. Easily. Oh, she will be. She will be. There's no there's no stopping that. Probably TBS. Probably take the TBS off of uh, Jade. I mean, that would be TBS off of Jade, maybe? Uh-huh. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe whoever eventually defeats Jade. Because I don't think the heel-on-heel fight would... I don't know. Mercedes needs to... Needs to beat up on somebody as a heel, not as a face, for it to fully work. She's one of those people that are really, really good as a as a heel. Like she just oozes that I'm a bad, I'm a bad bitch, and I just need to punch people in the face, kind of like how Jade is. So I don't know. Well, well, now that I think about it, who's the baddest bitch of the of the block between the two of them? So that's a good point, sir. Maybe who knows? Hmm. The battle of the bitches. Battle. <laughs> In a good way. In a good way. <sighs> yeah. So finally, I, I man, we had Ricky Starks defending the FTW championship against Jay Lethal. This might have been one of my favorite opening promos for a main event mm. for Rampage. Because usually you have and again, a lot of the younger talent still needs to work on the mic and whatnot. But you got Ricky Starks who's incredible on the microphone. Yep. And Jay Lethal. Like, Jay Lethal, need they need to make sure, for reasons like this alone, he needs to stay in the front. Yep. He, like I said, the Briscoes and Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal needs to stay up front and center with his company. Because yep. just first of all, his promo skills are incredible. This mm-hmm. match was great. I loved every bit of it. Even even my buddy Rob hit me up. He goes, "Dude, I need more Jay Lethal." And I go, 
we all need more Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal is one of the most complete professional wrestlers that I've ever seen. And I know he has had some extracurricular stuff that hasn't exactly been the best thing for him. But you can't deny his wrestling ability. And the way he is on the mic, the way he is in the ring. And let me tell you, the finish to this match was absolute perfection. Jay Lethal going for the lethal injection, the springboard cutter off the ropes, and Ricky is able to grab him midair and drop him in the Rochambeau. I, I hopped off my couch watching this. I was like, that was flawless. Ricky retains the FTW championship. But my God. I want this to be a thing. Let it be a feud. Let it keep going. Please, dear God, let this keep going. Because, yes, Jay Lethal needs to not be on Dark, not be on Elevation. He needs to be on Rampage more, and he needs to be on Dynamite more. It needs to happen. Yeah. He, you you got a star. You got somebody who's not just a – and I get it. The roster's big. You got to try to train in a lot of new guys. But you got to make sure you s- rotate them. You got to do as like New Japan is good with that. Ring of Honor has been good with that. Even Impact right now. Impact is really good at rotating people, but making sure people don't get out of the spotlight unless they are like taking time off or whatnot. Right. That's what they need to do. And I want to put emphasis. Jay Lethal. Jay fucking Lethal. Lethal and Jackson. Make sure you make it happen on Dynamite. Yeah. <sighs> Well, Scott, 2022 is only beginning. You and I, we have a lot, lot planned. Guys, above the ring, it's going to the moon. We're going to the moon this year, guys. Yes, sir. The return house is upon us. Yes. <laughs> yes, podcast thousand is, a pod, is upon us. Podcast is upon us. <laughs> very long, very evil. Yeah. <laughs> guys make sure you listen make sure you listen to you know ship it studios uh back to the ring we got a lot going on this year uh scott and i have some other things in the works that we're hoping to bring back hopefully uh some shows we can show up to scott's working with uh ew ewta etwa yep. yep they have their show uh coming up next saturday so i will be traveling to derby vermont about 45 minutes north of me I can sneeze and end up in the Canadian side of things. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be live tweeting the show, but I will be covering it and we will have ourselves a, uh, an exclusive on this, on this show. So be on the lookout for that. Yep. And we also, we're going to be bringing back a couple more interviews uh, this, this year. Um, Our interview series, was it catch a view from the above the ring? Yes, sir. Yeah, I did my uh, my second interview last night, actually. So it will be coming out next week. Um, it's with my good buddy, Jesse. Uh, we talk a lot about um, our history, and we, we, we take some stock in the current uh, professional wrestling landscape and talk about what might happen within the next 365 days. Yes, so... Guys, just keep a lookout. You know, like I said, follow some good pods. We do have a sponsorship with Riverside.fm. You can hear that. And 
somewhere in this podcast. I don't know where it's going, but by the time you listen to it, you've already heard it, and you're like, ah, they've gone corporate. Yeah. Damn, sold out. <laughs> but guys, thank you for listening. As always, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. Don't forget to follow us on sh- the Ship It Studio pages. That is our partnership. It's, we are their podcast network. We're on all media platforms. If there's something you cannot find us on, please let us know. We're thinking about starting Discord so we can kind of communicate guys with more of you. We like Twitter, but I think Discord, we can have more conversations, more ideas to get thrown out. On your streaming platform and device, please make sure you like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Tell people why Bedlam Media above the ring. Ship It Studios. I did say Bedlam Media, but I'm not cutting that out. It's a <laughs> podcast of your choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, don't forget to ship it and do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.